one of the foundations of how I learned how to be organized and be structured the yeah. way I am today. Discipline. from boarding school. Yes, and I, I'm really grateful for that. So it was super structured, very strict. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Anya Fombat, and I spark the heart conversations that challenge questionable cultural and societal norms that threaten the well-being of the African community. And I also share stories about growing up as Africans in Africa and in the diaspora. I strongly believe that normalizing open discussions and sharing experiences, whether good or bad, will not only make you find your voice, but will broaden your sense of purpose and empower others to do the same. So if you have ever tried challenging certain African cultural and societal doctrines, or if you have ever felt like it is about time that we confronted these issues in our African community and do better as a people, or even if you have always been interested in learning about the experiences of other Africans growing up in Africa and the diaspora, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Living African. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Living African. So today I wanted to do something a bit different, a bit fun, actually. And so I just wanted to do this out of the blue. And this is because the other day I was just reminiscing about life in boarded school back home in Cameroon. Now, I know my junior sister actually goes to boarding school here in America, and I have come to learn that life in boarding school in America is totally different from the life in boarding school back in Cameroon, especially back in the day when I was in boarding school. Now, it's over 10 years since I went to boarding school back in Cameroon. And we basically had like five years of secondary school. We called it secondary school. And then we had two years of high school, which is the opposite here. They rather have four years of high school. Now, back then in boarding school, when I was there, you know, there were a lot of interesting things, a lot of fun memories and a lot of things that I will not want to think about just because life was very hard. Now, I remember when I always told my friends and classmates back in college, when I told them the life of boarding school, they compared that to life in the military here in America because there was a very high level of discipline. There was a very high level of accountability, a very high level of like, you know, just go, 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 go. Now, I will tell you how the schedule in basically the life of a typical boarding student in the school I went to back in Cameroon. Actually, I went to a Presbyterian school and it's called Presbyterian Secondary School Mankan. And it was one of the most prestigious schools in the country. And so on a typical day, the days varied, but they didn't really vary as much. But on a typical day, we have, you know, you wake up at 5.30 in the morning, you have 45 minutes to, you know, clean up. And what I mean by clean up, like you have to scrub the dormitory, clean up the dorms, or we had portions. What we call portions is they partitioned different parts, like in the compound of the dorms. They partitioned different parts and assigned students to take care of either by weeding the grass, clearing up or sweeping and stuff like that. And you took care of those portions for the entire year. So you have 45 minutes to wake up, make up your bed, make sure your bed is well made up. You know, you clean the dormitory and your portions and then you take a shower and then by 6.15, you're ready for roll call. They call it roll call. And basically you go to... They call it the, 
I forgot, I think it's a roll call line or the, no, the assembly ground, right? And then you have to stand in formation. You stand in formation and you basically have to make sure that you're present. So they do a roll call to make sure everyone is present. And if you're absent, then of course you're going to have to be punished, right? And the punishment varies. The punishment varies depending on the crime. So after roll call, you stand, you, you march to the chapel. I think roll call should take about 15 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Like I said, it's over 10 years since I went to boarding school. So actually over 15 years. So it's, my memory still fades, but these are things that were so regular. It was a thing that we did cyclical activities on a daily basis. So it's hard for me to really remember the details, even though I can still remember the main things that we were doing. But now when you go to the chapel around 7.30, morning devotion and announcements take about maybe 30 minutes. So by eight, I think you go to class and then you have the first, the first part of the the first period. Yes, they called it periods. So the first period. And now the first period goes all the way to, I think maybe 10 from 8 to 10. Or is it 8 to 9.30? And then we have breakfast. Breakfast at 9.30 to 10, I believe. And with each of these activities, you want to make sure that you're on time. Because if you're not on time, you will be punished. And then the second period starts from 10 to about 12 noon. And then 12 noon to 12.15, we have a break like a short break. And then from 12.15 to 2, we have the third period. Now from 2 to 2.30, we have lunch. And then from 2.30 to 3.30, I believe is siesta. And here in America, they call it nap time. So you have nap time, an hour nap time. And then after that, after 3.30, now there's a couple of things that happen, depending on what class you are, usually the classes that's the final year students in terms of like the students who are in the final year of secondary school and the final year of high school, they always had additional classes in the evening because they were preparing for the final exams, which is like the national standardized exams that they have to take to qualify them to move on to the next phase of education, either maybe high school or university. And then you had the other classes they either have works, which means, you know, you just go in, they you work on your portion that was assigned to you, or they have sports, sporting activities, or just, you know, whatever. And then in the evenings, well, I, I think all of that spans from 3.30 to maybe 5.30. Yes, it spans from 3.30 to 5.30. And then 5.30 to 6.30, they give you an hour to get ready to shower and, you know, get ready for, for dinner. And then 6.30 to 7. Yeah, 6.30 to 7 is dinner time. And then, no, no, no. Well, I must have been mistaken, but either 6 to 7 is dinner time or 6.30 to 7 dinner time. And then preps. That's preps is basically just preparing for the next day and in preps you study, right? So you study what you've been taught the day off or the day before, or you prepare for exams, just any preparatory activities, but academic preparation, basically. So you study for preps from 7 p.m. to 9.15. And then at 9.15, we have evening devotion, which is about 15 minutes. So 9.15 to maybe 9.30. And then from 9.30, we go back to the dorms. And then we have 30 more minutes to get ready for the next day. And then by 10 p.m., we have lights out. So the lights are out. Now, at the start of each activity throughout the day, you have basically a drum. You have the timekeeper that 
assigns someone to play a drum at each time. So there's like a very loud gong. It's like a percussion, you know, that goes off and the whole school hears that or at least it's expected to hear that. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then also every student should be aware of the schedule as well. So even if the drum doesn't go off, you should be at the right place at the right time and doing the right thing. Basically, that was our modus operandus. Be at the right place, doing the right thing and at the right time. And so, yeah, and then the lights go off at 10 p.m. and then the lights come back on at 5.30. And so I would think like every one of the students that went to boarding school has this sense of waking up at 5.30, especially in school, like you don't even have to, like the, the, the gong or the percussion doesn't go off at 5.30. The lights just go on and then everyone wakes up. So that I think that's like a life skill that we learn to basically just be very sensitive to light to the point that even if you are very, very deep asleep, once that light just switches on, everyone just wakes up and boom, 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 boom. Another day starts with the series of activities. So that was my memory. And in addition to that, you know, we build lifelong friendships. You know, I went to boarding school for seven years and that's from the age of like 10 to like 16, 17. So I basically had so many friends. I made so many friends. Imagine living nine months out of a year in boarding school with all of these people. So you lived with them more than you even lived at home. So there were so many fun memories, so many mischievous things that happened and stuff like that. But I really wanted to get a couple of friends and family to, you know, share their experiences in boarding school and just share those fond memories that they may have had in boarding school just to give us some kind of nostalgic events to reminisce on. So our first guest will be Abermo. And Abermo is a very good friend of mine. We've been friends for over 10 years. And so I just want to call him to tell us about his own experience in boarding school. And Abromo is a couple of years older than me, not that much older. And I am super excited to know about his own experience in boarding school because we did not go to the same boarding school. So let's give Abromo a call right now. Hello. Hi, Abromo. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's Saturday weekend. I know, I know. (laughs) We all need that much, much needed rest, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So I know I had spoken to you about like boarding school experiences and I really wanted you to share with us. So can you tell us basically what, and and you're from Cameroon as well. So can you tell us? That's correct. Yeah. So can you tell us what boarding school you went to and like just a brief summary of like the schedule that you can remember? Because like I, the, the listeners, it's over 15 years since I went to boarding school. So I, yeah. I, I can only remember as much. So you can just tell us, um, you know, the schedule that you guys had in your school. Yeah. So I went to Bishop Williams. Uh, it's funny. It's actually a pre formation school. I was there for five years. Right. Of course, I didn't have the vocation to become a priest, so I ended up having to go to uh, St. Augustine uh, for <laughs> high school. Right. Um, in terms of schedule, so both schools are mostly are Catholic schools, so yeah. there's always that uh, there's always that Catholic vibe. Bishop Rogan is a little bit more intense because of the priestly formation. Mm-hmm. So early in the morning, uh, wake up time usually typically is around 5 a.m. because we got to be in church by 6. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the structure is you have probably 
discipline as the uh, uh, prefects, mm-hmm. you know, coming down in every dormitory to make sure everyone is out of the dorm mm-hmm. and ready to go into the chapel for prayers. So we go in for prayers by 6 a.m. And then between uh, 6 a.m. and 7 a.m., we all do the prayers and then we go straight for breakfast. Mm-hmm. We go for breakfast by 7 a.m. And then by 8, we're back we're in class. Well, 8.30, we go in front of the campus where they do mostly, it's, it's kind of like the, we sing the anthem. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the principal can have like a little discussion on how the day is going to look like, conversations about expectations from every student. And then we go into class and have our regular class. So probably noon, I believe, we'll have like a, a break. Yeah. And then later on, maybe the afternoon when class is over, we have lunch. And then we do a little siesta. Mm-hmm. After siesta till like maybe three, to give a chance for everyone to kind of like wind down. You, either you have like clothing, you need to wash up. But that's, that mostly happens on weekends. During the week, you have to come back uh, to class to start maybe studying, preparing. Uh, maybe for your class the next day, doing homework and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Then we go have dinner. Uh, before dinner, sorry, we, we go again for mass. There's evening mass. Mm-hmm. Evening mass will start from like 6 p.m. to sometime around 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Then after evening mass, we uh, go for dinner. Mm-hmm. Then from dinner, we come back to class and do a little bit of studying. It's pretty typical for every Catholic school that's almost about the same structure wow. except with Bishop Rogan it's because of the previous formation we have a lot of singing we have meditation period mm-hmm. we have a bunch of different different things that you know boils down into a formation of a prayer wow. but it's kind of typical for every Catholic school mm-hmm. to have morning and evening mass but with Bishop Rogan it was a little bit slightly different because we have meditation period mm-hmm. we have uh uh, more of a counseling period. We have so many different different things. Wow. And did they follow the same, in Bishop Rogan, did they follow the same curriculum as every other school since they were basically preparing, you know, the students to be priests? Yes, it's pretty much the same curriculum, but then we do have additional subjects that we do, like Latin. You have to hmm, learn how to speak Latin. So not every school would teach that. But yeah. Bishop Rogan, because you're, preparing to become a priest, they need you to be able to speak Latin and to be able to um, uh, use that kind of language, church, which was, I'm not a laddie, I never learned anything in Latin. It was mostly just to Mm -hmm. pass an exam, but (laughs) I still do understand a little bit in it. Wow, interesting. So I guess guess you have two fun memories, right? From two different schools. I guess. (laughs) Two different schools. I have to be very honest with you. Uh-huh. Being in Bishop Rogan is because it's a single sex school. Yeah. It's a lot. It was a lot. It's a huge, a bigger different, different experience compared to going to a school like St. Augustine where now you have to be in a campus where there the are women there. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how to behave around them. You don't know how to act. <laughs> because you've never really been with them. <laughs> I know. Yeah. By the way, my school to the Presbyterian school was, it wasn't a single sex. So it was both boys and girls, you know. So oh, okay. how was your own experience at Bishop Rogan? Let's start from there. Like what fun so memory. My yeah. 
Oh man, I have so many fun memories and I feel so shy talking about it because I'm supposed to have been within <laughs> that priestly formation with that mentality. <laughs> right. That you know what? I'm 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 building up to become a priest. Right. But then there were always these distractions. We had Sase, that was a school not too far from us. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of different things in conjunction with one another. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that there was some level of influence having another single-sex school that's Catholic next to us, but that's not a priestly formation school. Yeah. But then we interact with them. We do a lot of competition with them. But there was always this perception that most Bisharogan students probably always wanted to compete hmm. with the next school. Mm-hmm. And the competition went to the point where it became more of a, you know, how to act. You know, as opposed to understanding that you you can't compare to with with students of a school where right. they're not being formed to become priests. So, but there's always m- most of my friends were from from that school anyway. Mm-hmm. So I always found myself having to 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 behave a little bit more like them, act mm-hmm. a little bit more like them because it made me feel like I belonged in that circle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in terms of memories, yeah, I can tell you that. When I was in Form 4, which is the first time I got actually suspended from school, mm-hmm. there was this new club that I just opened up called Mali Night Club. It was in Moliko. So <laughs> typically, right, uh-huh. before 11 February, 20 meters passed, which was probably one of the best periods where we all go for, you know, it's an outing period where we match. Yeah. You get to connect with students from different, different you know, schools. Yeah. And twenty of May, first of all, twentieth of May, that's like the Independence Day, right? Is it exactly yeah. it is Independence Day for Cameroon. Independence Day. Exactly. Yeah. So every school gets together, we get to match and it was an opportunity for students to, to reconnect with other students from different schools, different yeah. campuses, and then we get to match. But then some students students like us that were always curious about life and trying to build new experiences, mm-hmm. we we will probably sneak and go into a day party. <laughs> you know, the, the club was that. And that, so what happened was we, you know, the day before 20 and May, we don't have really a uh, structure in terms of how to iron, get yourself prepared. So a week before 20 and May, everyone folds your clothes and put it under the pillow because mm-hmm. you want to sleep on top of it and make sure Right, it's right, right. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. We did that too. You had to fold your clothes and put under the pillow. And then when you have the lines, yeah. the lines exactly. on your uniform, that's oh, like, man, oh my lines, God, those, those are crisp. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. So fold our clothes, put it in at least a week ahead. Yeah. Get everything all polished and, you know, get everything prepared. And and a few students like us, we, you know, being in a single sex school, this is an opportunity for you to meet girls and Mm -hmm. other students from different schools, different campuses. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us will probably go to Limbe, hang around an SS club because we know some of those second girls will come around and hang around there. Right. And then we, we end up going for day parties. But this one time we hung out. It was my first time actually going clubbing. Mm-hmm. So we went to a day party. It's so dark in there that you don't even know how time flies. Mm-hmm. Remember oh, that yes. when, when it's an outing, yeah, you have to be back on campus by 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get on campus, they start doing roll call. Roll call, yeah. You know, And if you don't answer your name, they will look for you on campus. And if you're not on campus, that punishment. And it could yeah. even lead to dismissal depending on what. You know, if you didn't have an excuse as to where you were. So what happened was we, the day party started sometime around noon, 1 p.m. Everyone goes in, 
to have fun and enjoy. Those who are students who, you know, from boarding school, like us that are boarders, mm-hmm. we have to leave and, and start leaving by 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Those who are in public schools that are not boarders, they can hang out there all night if they want because the next day they, they don't leave on campus. Yeah. You know, us that live on campus, we have to leave. Yeah. But then it was, you know, growing up, I don't think the perception of owning a watch was really something very vital. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, <laughs> it you wasn't. just have to play it in your mind. Right. Play it in your mind that maybe this is probably the time and you move forward. Yeah. And there were no the cell excitement. phones back then, too. Exactly. So. No cell phones, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I find it so strange right, currently, right? How everyone really treats cell phones, right? I we, know. Like, we survived without then, them. Life was just so easy. <laughs> you didn't even have to worry about calling or receiving right. calls. You didn't have to worry about so many different things. Yeah. But right now, we go back home. Even students that are probably in, in their first grade yeah, already they have, have phones. cell phones. Yeah. You know? <laughs> in fact, if, if you had a cell phone at my age, and my dad would find out he had a cell phone. That's a big problem. It's a yeah. major problem. Oh, yes. You That's know. true. It's a major problem. But now it's a normal thing for anyone to even own one. Yeah. So I find it so amazing how life has changed since then. Yeah. But it was my first unique experience going out and having fun with a bunch of friends. And it was my first time going to a club. And I just overdid it. Oh because when I looked at the time, it was already almost 9 p.m. Oh, no. I uh, The roll call had passed. They had looked for me with a bunch of other students that were hanging out in there. Quite frankly, I'm still upset with some of them because yeah. I don't know how they got their name on the list. <laughs> you know how Cameroon is. Everyone yeah. has their connection. Yeah. Parents who know, like, discipline masters. Mm-hmm. You know, the discipline master will call the parent and say, your son came in late, but I pick mark their name. I think I still need to have a conversation with a few of them. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you're traumatized. You still have that trauma. Oh, man. (laughs) I still feel it, especially sometimes when I even, the thoughts of the fact that my parents didn't have a lot of connections. Oh. You know, I don't think my dad cares very much about trying to build some type of unique relationship with either teachers, discipline masters, or anything. My dad is mostly that kind of person that says that everyone needs to be treated the same. Yeah. But then you had these students, they were giving everything, coming to campus with your all yogurt, milk, everything oh all boy. put together, you know, but hey, so I came in late, never answered my name. I walked the one week of punishment. Oh I still my got goodness. For it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, they walked me out. I could, I still have some of those blisters on my hands. Oh, Oh my goodness. I still have them. Oh my goodness. I still have them. How old were you back then? Man, I was probably, I would say I was like 14. Yeah. About 14. Yeah, 14 or 15. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that it was so normal? Actually, I remember we even had neighbors like, you know, the age where you start being considered an adult is like maybe 13, 14 back oh home. Exactly. You know, like I officially started drinking. I had a taste of alcohol the very first time with my parents when I was like 13. And, you know, they started with like Bailey's. They were like, hey, come get a taste and stuff like that. You know, I feel like that was the cool thing because I feel like not restricting us too much from things, especially things that like had to do with, you know, like alcohol and even just partying and stuff like that or going to parties not restricting us made us to not be 
to an extent. And that's my opinion, actually. It made us to not be too excited about it and abusive exactly. of it. Exactly. You know, so. One of my mm-hmm. favorite things growing up was birthdays. Like you said, we yeah. drink a little bit. Yeah. They share wine around. They, they get us to drink a little bit. But, you know, like you said, it, it made us not to be feel like we, we, we had to, to abuse it or we had to yeah there, there's no age i don't even think there's like a specific like a standard age or at least they, they may be but it's really not applicable for to the best of my it's knowledge really, you know yeah. of drinking and stuff like you could see like you see parents send like their seven-year-old child to go down the street i don't know if they still do that to buy alcohol or to buy a cigarette for them and bring and nobody it's even amazing. judges them nobody even thinks that the other one's drinking it and stuff like that but times have changed i don't know how things are it's been what 16 17 years since i left cameroon so i don't know how things are you know but those are the kind of things that you know it just fascinates me when you look at the time now, especially in the Western world where they have all these restrictions, but people still end up abusing. You know, I'm not saying people don't abuse all these things back home as well, but it probably is not as rampant as here because people don't really get excited to, you know, to, to do that. Yeah. That's just from my you know, observation. I, I just feel like our parents taught us to be independent at a very young age. Yeah. yeah I, I had the conversation. Yeah, that's with my true. Son and boarding school, actually. I think it's boarding school that taught us to be very independent. Because exactly. think about the schedules. The, because our own schedule is like 530 in the morning that we wake up. Now they even have seven, eight year old kids waking up, like going through all of that at a very young age. I mean, by by 10, 12 years old, you're going to be so independent and so resistant that to, to stress or to hard life that, you know, I mean, you can only go onwards, you know. So the boarding school, the whole ideology of boarding school per se, it taught us to be really, really independent, you know. Independent. Yeah, it taught us some level of tenacity. Yeah. Yeah. That's why a lot of a lot of Africans, you know, especially Cameroonians tend to do well here in the United States because you have to be disciplined to do certain things at a certain time. In fact, the system itself puts you in a situation where mm-hmm. you have to be at work at a certain time. You yeah. have to be able to be back home, cook, do certain things, yeah. go to sleep at a yeah. certain time. That discipline is something that we grew up yeah. harnessing mm-hmm. as, as, as little kids. Yeah, And to even imagine that there were kids five years old, you know, walking to school for miles. Oh, yes. On oh, supervised, yes. Oh, yes. You know. Yes. If I let, let my son go to the park, even at the age of seven that he is right now. I know. Without a parent. Someone will probably call 911. Oh, yes. I remember, you know, there was a story because when I was in primary school, my siblings and I mean, my parents were working. So they didn't really have time to pick us up in the afternoon, you know, after school. So my mom would drop us up at school, drop us off at school. And then they hired a cab driver who basically picked us up every time, you know, after school and took us back home when my parents could not take us home. And, you know, I I was just talking to my brother the other day and I was like, oh, my God, you know, imagine we were very innocent back then. We were very, (laughs) you know, I mean... And of course, like now, yeah, we're very naive. And now that cannot even happen with the whole idea of like abuse, child trafficking and all of those things like that cab driver could easily just like take us all, you know, because we were like, what, five Mm. of us in the car. And then I remember one time the cab driver did not come and we had to walk like we did. We didn't have cell phones, so we couldn't call my Mm. parents. Nobody, you know, like so we didn't have even fixed phones to call. Nobody. So we, we knew the road home but this was like a couple of miles and back then we were like what 
six, seven, we had to walk. I mean, a lot of children actually walk to and from school. Like we were the ones that always were driven to school, you know? So when you think about that, I mean, it just amazes one to realize how times have changed, how things have changed, you know? So, yeah, but thank you so much. I don't much. want to blame this on technology, but honestly, I, no, I think like technology has something to do with it because it the, the purpose of, yeah, the purpose of technology is to, to make life easy, right? Back then life was hard. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it was hard because that's all we had, right? But now, right. I mean, technology and technological advancements have really made life so easy. I mean, like, for example, look at how we left from the stick shift to the automated car and now we have a Tesla, the electric cars, like a self-driving car at this point. Like how lazy can we get, (laughs) you know? So I I feel like all these advancements have just made life so easy to the point that we get complacent and lazy in response. So yeah. That's true. Yeah. So that's it. But thank you so much. I really appreciate your story. Thank you. It was I, so I nice. Very, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I know. I, I, I think it. I think we should have these conversations more often, actually. We this is so good. Should. We definitely <laughs> should. If I start talking about stories, we probably wouldn't end up this call. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. But don't worry. I mean, there's always another time. I'm definitely going to do this again. But thank you so much for sharing your story. And I will talk to you later. All right. Thank you. And have a blessed day. Okay, you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So that was such a very wonderful and interesting conversation I had with my dear friend Abomo. And so our next guest that we will be talking with will be my big sister, Antoinette. So let's give a call to Antoinette to see what she's up to. And then we will have that conversation. Yes, Miss Coco. Coco Chanel. (laughs) How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing good. Oh, you're on record, by the way. (laughs) Oh, when you caught I was when you caught I was talking to somebody else. So, yeah, thank you so much for willing to share your story. So I actually am just reminiscing about, you know, life in boarding school. And what I did was I shared my experience in my school. You know, I went to Presbyterian Secondary School, Mankan. And I believe you went to A Lady of Lords, which was a single sex, like all girls school. And I can't wait to hear your story. First of all, I can't wait to, you know, if you can just give us a rundown of like a typical day in the life of a boarding student in Our Lady of Lords Secondary School. And then, you know, you can talk about your fond memory that you had. Oh, okay. By the way, thank you so much for inviting me to participate you know i love i love your your podcast and i love how you're breaking boundaries and you know creating more awareness and having people like you know really dig deep and reevaluate their beliefs so kudos to you for that i'm really proud of you and i appreciate you doing that for the community thank you so much thank you so much i appreciate it (laughs) you're welcome yeah so yeah i went to lourdes i lady of lourdes secondary school it's an all-girls school when i was a student over there we only had from from one to from five we didn't have the high school like we do now yeah so i mean like the honest truth is i always just admired going to that school my mom actually wanted me to go to pss where you went because my siblings went there right and i Started not to go for the interview. I went to Lord's interview by myself, by the way. Oh wow! <laughs> I was very, I was very assertive, yeah. And I got in. So interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd say being in an all-girls school is 
you know, because I went to an or like a mixed school for high school when I compare the two, I think it really it nurtures you in very specifically like as a woman. I don't know how to, how to explain that, but yeah. uh, as when as I got older, I, turned, I looked back and I and I kind of see how people could, you know, we could or like students that graduate from there could seem sheltered, yeah, um, and not very worldly. But the best part about it is that it grooms your womanhood. It mm-hmm. really does. Mm-hmm. It creates sisterhood. It helps you to appreciate your fellow uh, woman, and it just it grows you. Yeah. Um, and it helps you focus on things that are naturally like feminine. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 to add, also it boosts your faith. Because, girl, let me tell you, first of diving in, but that's one of the memories that you know I. I can't believe I went to mass every morning for five years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Every morning. Five o'clock, wake up. I did not like the cold showers. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot cold. about the cold showers. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah we didn't have oh. warm water in school. So we showered yeah. sometimes even outside in the cold, the freezing cold at 5.30 a.m. or 5 a.m. in cold water. Yeah, it was, I mean, the buckets are stay outside. So you can imagine when it was that cold at 5 a.m. in the morning. I did not like, but let me tell you, it did wake us up. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, it, w- <laughs> it woke us up for sure. Probably yes. made us younger yes. too. <laughs> yes, yes, it sure did. But I did, I like math sometimes. I love fire. Oh my God, the choir is so beautiful. It's so soothing. Like when you hear all these, a bunch of people just singing a cappella, you know. Yeah. I miss that. I miss going to the cathedral. You know, I did like going there very much so. Um, I mean, the, the work was very structured. I mean, like super structured. I mean, I, I, I think that's one of the one of the foundations of how I learned how to be organized and be structured the yeah. way I am today. Discipline from boarding school. Yes, and I, I'm really grateful for that. So it was super structured, very strict. We only wore uniforms for everything except our nightgowns. We're not allowed to bring like outside clothes like other, you know, other secondary schools probably were. Yeah. And oh yes, we, that's we had true. Out, yeah, I did like our outings though. We had an outing once a month. You know, we go to town and go home and visit yes. our parents. But you know what? You know what? I know you were a couple of years ahead of me. You know, when I was in form one, like the first year of secondary school, we used to have those outings once a month. And then they turned it around and they gave us outings in my school once a semester or once a term, I think. It was so it was so tragic. I know it was so bad. They gave us an outing just once, once like a term, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, goodness. That's hard. Yeah, that's really hard. I mean, we had one outing a month, and then we also had one visiting a month. Yeah, we so had you one had visiting as well in, yeah. a, in an entire semester. Oh no! Yeah. Oh my goodness, you definitely miss your family. Yeah, yeah, we had that, so I like that. And then the other thing that I actually really liked, and it was such a buzz, was house fees and school fees. So, like our my uh, our school was kind of like affiliated with an all boys school called Sacred Heart. I'm sure you probably know yes. some people. <laughs> yeah. So we used to have like uh, houses where like two uh, because there were four dorm- uh, dormitories in Lourdes. Um, mm-hmm. So two dormitories would go for the first houses, and they would part the, the dormitories in Sacred as well, like to match those the ones from Lourdes. And then another group would go, and yeah. it was such a big event. Like it was like everybody 
came to school with new everything, you know. Right, <laughs> for right. For that day. Yeah, but then they stopped it when I was like in form three. I guess some things happened. And- Wait, are you sure they stopped it? I don't know, because I remember my classmates, uh-huh. they always spoke about house feasts and they, they still went to those, actually, like going to yeah. the house feast, like to the either the boys come to the girls school or the girls go to the boys school. Maybe they halted yeah. it and then they resumed it. I'm not sure. They did. They halted it for like up until when I graduated, it was still not even going on. We also had school feasts with like, the, but it was just a high school. Mm-hmm. They grad boys because their school was a lot bigger than ours. Mm-hmm. So their high school boys would come to our school for school fees once a year as well. So they halted it when, when I was born three, but I think they brought it back like some years later. Oh, okay. And then they stopped it again. Oh my god! So I don't know if it's going on right now, but that was that was definitely it was an opportunity to actually mingle with the other sex. Yeah, <laughs> that's <imagine>? true. <laughs> <laughs> once a month, you guys had the opportunity to mingle. <laughs> Yes, yes. No, once a year. It oh, it's once, once a year? year? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Oh, no. It was like a ball for us. Oh, so my goodness. Was, was, of course, it will be a ball if you guys had the opportunity yeah. to mingle just once a year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. So we got we got to meet them, too, at, like, Osuk, when we went, you know, for, like, the youth sport in town. Yes, yes. You know, so everybody tried to be an athlete, obviously. <laughs> yes, I remember I remember those youth sports. We also had like the Presbyterian sporting events. And one yeah. of my fondest memories, oh my God, when I was in high school, I was a cheerleader. We mm-hmm. called ourselves Pom Pom Girls. Oh my God, it was so cheesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, yeah. oh, like yeah. some of us just wanted to be Pom Pom Girls because we had to wear like the short, <laughs> the short tennis skirts and stuff I like know, that. Right? It was so interesting. You said that to go downtown too and then all Obviously, you were the, you know, you were the eye catchers. Right. Oh, my right. God. That was so yeah. cheesy. <laughs> I know. I played basketball. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. Like, no, I wasn't I really played. into any. I mean, I, I, I wasn't like professional in any of the sports just because mm-hmm. I couldn't. I mean, I had my own issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Girl, you did. You, you did pump pump girl. And I'm sure you did really well. I trust you. Oh, my God. That was so funny. That was so funny. That I'm was sure interesting. I know. Yeah. That was that was really really interesting wow so like how about your experience what school did you go to in high school i went to secrecy valley in high school and that's a protestant school and a boy and girl yeah both sexes and how different was it from lord oh my god it was so i I can't even i don't even think i was i didn't think i was in school because when i completely like lord was so structured like you wake up in the morning at five, you take yeah. a shower, you yeah. go to mass, you come back, you have breakfast, you have school, you have lunch, you have prep in the afternoon, mm-hmm. everybody studies, you have siesta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, prep. yeah. That's basically so how our school break. was as well. Very structured. Yeah, but very. But the, I'm telling you with Lourdes, it was like a graveyard during siesta. You would not hear a pin. Yeah. And then there was there was afternoon prep. And then we our books stayed in, in class. Yeah. So we each had individual lockers in work. Yes. So we didn't study in the dorms. Yeah, no, like we, we didn't. Did they study in the dorms in Bali? Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? That's the only place you could study because... Oh my God. The, the form, yeah, the Form 5 boys would come during prep time and, and just be like rowdy and, you know, like trying to, you know how to make people's lives miserable? I know. <laughs> yeah. You know? Funny enough, right? Back in the day, we always looked at, like, for some reason, we had some kind of fear for students from CPC Bali. 
And this mm-hmm. is a very subjective outlook, by the way. It wasn't like a standard mm-hmm. thing, you know, like mm-hmm. some most I remember most of my friends and I like a lot of us like from the because, you know, you know, childishness. We we always like mm-hmm. ranking the schools. We're like, oh, yeah, PSS is the best. And you even some rivals with like the Sacred Heart College and even your school because we were trying to compete mm-hmm. on who's the best compared like in terms of the results from the final standardized exams and stuff like that. So it's like yeah. people from CPC, but we always thought they were like ruffians. We call them ruffians, right? Like, yeah. We felt like the school, the school just did not have any kind of structure. The, the students were very aggressive. Like we just had this fear for students from, from that school, which I, I don't even, it was so uncalled for. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it was, it was quite an experience for me. I have to tell you, I had this afternoon biology class. I'll never forget. I had to pick between doing that class and doing, we had this manual labor thing on Wednesday where we had to clean up. Stuff. And if I didn't do that, then I'd get punished for it. And then oh if, I, if, I, if I went, yes. So school did, was not I, really that much of a priority. <laughs> exactly. Like manual labor, like graduated you up. And I'm not disinvolving in any way. I just feel like maybe yeah. they... It's different they, experiences. They, they, exactly. It's just my experience. And that year, there were too many students because it was a golden jubilee year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think after that, they brought this other principal who really like restructured everything. Mm-hmm. So it became like way better, like, you know you know, for students that were coming from outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but the one thing I'll tell you, Bali made me stronger. And it, it gave me the opportunity to actually interact with like different kinds of people because yeah. lessons, like our temperaments are very similar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That is spot on. <laughs> yeah. So, like you yeah, can so see I someone and tell like this is a lesson. Like you don't even have yeah. to, either a lesson or a secret. And I love my girls. I love my secrets. Yeah. I love my lessons. But there's just yeah. this one thing. And it's not even only those two schools. Like any girl that went to a single sex school, you could tell. Yeah. And sometimes even the boys that went to a single sex school, you could tell. Like yeah, there's just something tell. about them, you know? Yeah, you can definitely tell. You can definitely tell. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But overall, you know, Bali did that for me, definitely. And then I think Lourdes, like, honestly, I would do it all over again if I had to. Like, Lourdes literally planted some foundation of who I am today as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, my discipline and my structure and my, you know, like, just my faith in people and my living with good intentions all the time i think it came from from it came from lord right and i'm right. for that yeah definitely right well yeah. thank you so much for sharing i really appreciate that that was such a different outlook <laughs> compared to you know what my friend abomo told me about so this is why i like having these conversations with different people who went to different schools so i want to really thank you so much for you know yeah. this this experience that you shared with us and i hope that we can actually have this conversation again some of the time and you know of course have you on i've always wanted to have you on on the platform you know there's a lot that we can yeah. really talk about and can you Please just quickly tell us about your program. I, I believe your business that you have about, you know, I, I know you're a, a coach, a life coach. So yes. just, just quickly tell us about that before we wrap up. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So I, my name is Anthony Jumbo from Bad. I'm sure Nanya has already told you guys. I am the founder of Within Heal, Love and Grow.com is my website. It's, I, I am an awareness and connection life coach. I help individuals find ways to reconnect with themselves and reevaluate their values and their beliefs to match up to who they are today as people so they can actually self-actualize more easily. I truly believe that to grow in any area of life, you have to grow yourself first. Yes. It is a prerequisite to building any kind of relationship, any kind of like career, but professionally, socially, 
you know, it's the foundation to everything. So if you can focus on building yourself, live with good intentions, and understand that everything that happens to you and all your emotions are part of what is necessary to grow you, yeah. um, you really start to live life with a little less stress. Exactly. So I love doing what I do. If you ever need to chat, you can always find me on Instagram at Within or Facebook, or you can catch up with me on our website as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I'll have all of that information in the show notes for those who want to reach out to my good sister, Miss Coco Chanel Antoinette. (laughs) (laughs) Now you guys see who keeps me grounded all the time. So (laughs) I love you so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on and I'll talk to you later. Absolutely. And I look forward to participating more. Sure, sure, for sure. Thank you. Bye. You are. Have a great afternoon. Thanks. You too. Bye. So that was super, 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 super refreshing to just hear a different outlook on boarding school life in Cameroon. And I'm sure people from other African countries can actually relate. Now we have one more person and she basically is like one of the most interesting people I've ever met. She's just such a ball of fun and fresh air you know she's just you know she just brings that fun into the room and she is so intentional i really look up to her i and she probably doesn't know this but i really learn a lot of life lessons from her so i will be having next my good friend and big sis sharon and she will be talking about her own experience so i can't wait for you guys to hear it so let's call sharon and see what she's up to hello Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Hi, Sharon. How's it going? Going well. Thanks. How are you, Angel? I'm doing wonderful. So I'm super happy to have you on here because I know you have like the best stories ever for <laughs> when you were at, <laughs> in boarding school, about when you were in boarding school. So I look forward to hearing about them. Now, just for the people who don't know, like we both actually went to the same boarding school. So, I mean, I've already recited the old told you guys the the typical day in the life of a boarding student that went to PSS Mankan. So we don't have to get back to it. But let's just go straight into like the fond memories that you may have had. I know you have a couple of classes ahead of me and you were in PSS just for four years. So you didn't attend yeah. all seven years. So can you just tell me some of those things that still bring you memories and just make you feel nostalgic or just some, you know, interesting stories that you experienced back then? Absolutely. I have so many, but I'll just narrow it down to three. Yeah. Uh, Before I get started, my name is Sharon. I am a student of the class of 1994. Oh, wow. That's the year I went into Form 1. And I have to say that boarding school helped shape me into the woman that I am today. Mm -hmm. Many of the friends I have are folks that I met in boarding school. Mm -hmm. I've been to universities. I've done my master's degree in the U.S. And those I have friends that I've made along the way, but those relationships are not as strong as my friends from boarding school that I met, oh my God, almost 30 years ago. I know. Um, (laughs) So it's, it's, um, I mean, boarding school was amazing. I mean, I have really, really, when I I think about my experience in in boarding school, it puts a smile on my face. Right. Well, one of the um, memories I have is celebrating 11 February and 20th May, right? Mm-hmm. 11 February was Youth Day, 20th May, Independence Day for mm-hmm. our beloved country, Cameroon. Mm-hmm. And we, we as students had the opportunity to go out and do a march path. Yes. You know, we would march and it was a competition 
with all the other boarding schools. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we'll be practicing on campus for weeks, Yeah, you know, for hours at a time to get it right yeah. so that we could be the best in the region. Mm-hmm. And when the day would come, you know, the excitement was, you know, second to none. Right. You know, the night before, we didn't have irons at school, right? So <laughs> you wash your uniform, <laughs> you fold it, you put it under your mattress, maybe a week or two before. Right. So you, want, you want those lines to be straight. You mm-hmm. want to be looking sharp. Yeah. You would bleach your socks, polish your sandals. Yeah. So you're looking sharp. And then, you know, as girls, we would brush our hair and tie you know, it. put a scarf on it. Yes. <laughs> tie it in a scarf so that your your haircut, your palm will be sharp. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be the best dress. Mm-hmm. And then the day would finally come and it was an opportunity to leave campus, right? Because our yes. school was fenced in. Yes. It was an opportunity to leave campus and go out to town, you know, meet and greet with our friends, our relatives, siblings from other schools. Sometimes if you had a crush that went to another school, that was an opportunity to see to them, them yeah. for them to see you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would eat all the goodies because, you know, we would, we would go out in the morning. We would actually walk there as a school. Yes. You know, and go to the grounds and then just wait for our turn to march. And it would be hours before yep. we would have the opportunity. But we would use that time up to eat everything that everything. we had to eat on campus. Do, do you know how, like, it's it's interesting because some of us or some people, I don't want to say some of us because I, I, I can't even remember if I could afford it or not. But some people could afford getting a cab to go there. But yeah. like most students just wanted to walk. Walk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just, I, I don't think I ever took a taxi. I mean, I just walked. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, it, it wasn't it wasn't that long a distance, but yeah. it was hot, you know. But yeah. again, just the camaraderie, being amongst your friends, out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I know. I, I mean, I think what we look for, look forward to was the food that yes. we would buy on the way. Yeah, you know, you get out of you, as soon as you come out of the gate, there's puff puff right there. Yeah, somebody trying Accra or grasshopper, right, moving on sticks. <laughs> I mean, we would eat scotch eggs. Anything that was passing in yes. sight, we would stop and buy it. And that, to me, was what was so much fun. Yes. And then, you know, we would march and, of course, hope to be the best. Yes. Which I, I think TSS Mancon many, many times ranked in the top three mm-hmm. in the four years that I was there. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the, the administration would usually declare an outing. Yes. So that was an opportunity to, for us to, to go, go home. home eat cooked food, mm-hmm. you know, fill up on our goodies to come back to campus. And then all the stories that we would talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Because we wouldn't be let out of the gates again for a while. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the fondest memories I have is, you know, celebrating Youth Day and Independence Day. Yes, yes. Another one that I want to share is, you know, just, you know, becoming a woman in boarding school, you know, going from mm-hmm. a child, hitting mm-hmm. puberty, going through that. And yes. as you know, I know, we came from a background, I don't know about your household, but my parents never had the talk, right, about mm. the birds and the beasts. Right. You just kind of figured it out on your own. Mm. And we were raised to think, you know, liking the opposite sex was taboo. Yes. <laughs> if our yes, that's true. Married and had kids out of the blue. Like, it, it, we were taught to make it feel like it was so unnatural. Mm-hmm. So when I think about how I used to be in boarding school, I'm so embarrassed at how immature I was. Wow. Right, because I, you know, we enter boarding school at like age of eleven or twelve. Yes, and then you pretty much grow up there. You yeah, you grow up. There. Yeah, that's very true. You know, you learn how yeah. to wash your clothes. If you didn't know how to wash your clothes, 
before, you better figure it out. Right. If you're going to go out to fetch water, you're going to figure it out. And we're talking about hand washing for those who don't, yes. who can relate. We're talking about hand oh, yes. washing, not machine washing. <laughs> hand washing with a bar of soap that was huge. Mm-hmm. And at, you know, 10, 11 years old, I mean, we even had classmates who came in to form one at age nine. Yeah. Your fingers are tiny. Your fingers are tiny, you yeah. Know? And the bar of soap is like five times. And you yeah. have to hold it and wash it and, you yeah. know, you, you had to figure it out. If you were lucky enough, like I was, when I was in you Form 1, I had an it. older sis, 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 sister in Form 5 mm-hmm. who would cut the soap for me. I mean, she pretty much did everything for me. Mm-hmm. So I was spoiled. Mm-hmm. But I had many classmates who were not as privileged to have an older sister or someone looking a big, yeah. right, B-I-G, mm-hmm. quote unquote, looking out for them yeah. so they wouldn't be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. My sister was there to show me the ropes and that really, really helped. Mm-hmm. And then I had a little sister who came in one year after me my yes. oldest, our older sister had graduated and left, but we had a cousin who was now in Form 5 who was looking out for both of us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll say, you know, the, the, the mature, you know, again, going from a girl to a yeah. woman. So I remember yeah. the very first boy who told me he liked me. I cried. I was oh like, my please gosh. don't like me because, <laughs> <laughs> if you recall, I know, you know, it was like liking boys was taboo. It was like, yes. if a boy likes me, I'm going to get pregnant. I mean, that's wow. what we were taught. Oh my gosh. You know, you know like actually, you know, <laughs> one one thing our parents had failed to understand is like when you put, when you send your kid to like a, a school that has, you know, boys and girls, not a same sex school, right. relationships are bound to happen. It's just yes. very normal that relationships are bound to happen, especially between the boy and the girl back then, because, you know, the whole idea of homosexuality and all of that, it was not even existent back there. I mean, it, 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 people, it happened, but people were just ignorant about it. Like we yeah. had no idea. I didn't even know no who a gay person was. I didn't even know who a bisexual yeah. person was. So that's why I'm saying in not in the same sex schools, but now that right. we're aware of that, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if things like that are also happening in the same sex schools, but in a, all in all, whether same sex or, you know, bi, I, I don't know, like mixed, mixed school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships are bound to happen, right? You put yes. people nine months out of t- 12 months in the same, around each other every single day. And some teenagers. kind of, yeah, teenagers. <laughs> yes. Right. So for yes. me, my, my, my parents, I mean, m- my mom, my mom was always away because she was working in the UN and, you know, she started working even before I was a teenager. So most of the times, whenever she had that opportunity, especially when she came back to visit, she actually always had that conversation with us, like, once we started getting to boarding school, they were already having that, you know, guy mm-hmm. co- boyfriend conversation with us about our first period, about, you know, sex and all these things. Yeah. They, they already started having those conversations with us. But I also remember when I first had my period, actually, my mom wasn't around. And back then, the discipline mistress who went to my mom's school and she was my mom's friend. She was the one who helped me through that oh, process. Yeah, showing me like, <laughs> this is what you do. I know this is what you do and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was it was, um, you know. I think I actually think my because my older sister was there in school as well. But then my I think I saw my period before her. So it's like I didn't mm-hmm. have anybody to guide me. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I had to go to her <laughs> and then my mom told her to help me and guide me and all of that. that you were so lucky. I knew I did not have a similar experience. Mine was the complete opposite because and I grew up in a house with parents who were very, very born again Christian. Oh. Right. So my mom had gone from being very Catholic. Mm-hmm. To now born again where everything was a sin, mm-hmm. right? And then you come now to boarding school environment where I mean, sex was shunned. We didn't talk about sex. Yeah, we didn't like, talk about people it. People who, who were having sex, it was like, oh my God, but, you know, it would look like, yeah. like, like, you know, whores. Yeah. Like, what the heck? 
And yeah. I remember I used to write in my ledger. Remember the ledger? The, the, yes, the, the books. Book. The big book. The writing yeah. or notebook. And I would write books before boys because boys bring babies. Oh. And I really believe that. So <laughs> the very first boy said he liked me. I cried. Oh, my God. I cried. And I was like, please don't like me. I was like, in form two. You know, I was 12. Oh, and my then, God. girl, over the summer, when I hit puberty, okay, everything changed. Right. Okay? You know, from one, form two, my, my uniforms were very baggy. I didn't care. Yeah. Right? That summer, that summer of Form 2, going into Form 3, I took all my uniforms to a tailor and had them take them in. Right. Because now I had hips and I had a butt and I, my boobs were coming out. Right. I wanted to show off my shape. <laughs> right. No one told me. I just did it. Yeah. I, you know, I sold a thicker belt. Right. I started doing things that I, I, would, I grew my hair longer. Yeah. Right? I even put relaxer. Uh, product in my relaxer in my yeah. hair and that was not allowed. Mm-hmm. And then for the first time when I wrote my shopping list, I asked for makeup. You know, we used to wear what powder, powder and vaseline. And and vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> I put powder on my shopping list. I put pads on my shopping list. And you know, the irony is, my mom saw those things and never questioned them. Wow. You know, oh, you you know. So I went to school. I, I hadn't seen my period yet, but mm-hmm. puberty was around the corner. And I remember mm-hmm. I went to school and I got my period, and I wore the pad the wrong side. Oh. Okay, so as you can experience, as you can imagine, that was painful. But I know. <laughs> And, and you had those thick pads. Oh my God. Yes. Those thick pads the that could easily slip. Oh gosh. The overnight pads. You know yeah. what we call here overnight pads. That way it was uncomfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Fatex was the brand. Yeah, right? Fatex, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this memory was the one who was like, Sharon, <laughs> this is how you do it. And that's how I figured it out. And my mom was like, Oh, you need pads. Okay. But that that was it. But that was the home that we grew up in. You oh know, I guess our gosh. parents can only teach us what they know. I know. No, I mean, most of my <sighs> friends, want, their their parents weren't having that conversation with them. So we would help each other out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that year, the fall, you know, so this is now a year later and the same boy told me he liked me. And I was like, okay, I like you too. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, but you know, back then you, you wouldn't, if a boy said he liked you, you wouldn't just like him back. You had to yes, you had to play hard to get. Play hard right? to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, you just things. didn't have to show that you were available. And it was a taboo. Yes. If you told a guy that you liked him, everyone like just him. look at yes. you like, this You'll girl be dying. is. Like, yeah. you, have to, you, like, you take that secret to your grave. Right. You're not just going to be upfront about it. <laughs> and I liked him too, but I wasn't forthcoming. Yeah. You know, you know, you have to play the game. You know, he had to buy you. You know, cookies. You know, I not, know. Not oh yeah, the cookies. Inside. Yeah, okay, from the bakery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you read this Yeah. You know, there'll be days that I was fake that I had a tummy ache. I wasn't feeling well. So, so I see if he class, checks on you afraid. or if he exactly. gets exactly. Oh. You buy me for fourth. You have like the day students buy me for fourth and roof fish. And that went on for like two weeks. Right. And then finally, I was like, yes, I'll be your girlfriend. You oh. Know? So, uh, but it was just. Wait, you guys had day students too? Oh yeah, yeah. I think we did we have day, day students, students, but they were not really like. Well, the in our time, the ones that we had, I know mm-hmm. that there was this Indian girl who was a day student, but yeah, yeah, they were very. It was a very rare. It was very rare to. We have day students. Actually, the show, the the driver mm-hmm. of the school bus, right? Mm-hmm. The winter bus, as we used to call it. The yeah. driver of the school bus. His son was in our class. Oh yeah. And I okay. Yeah. The, the teachers who were on campus, most of the kids yeah, were day students. Exactly. Yeah. But even so though they we, were we kind of not allowed to go out. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he had a free pass, right? Yeah. And he was friends with the night watchman, so we would pay him. He would go, and you know, I mean, the boys especially, they were trying to impress a girl. Right. You know, buy her, go out to town, and remember, I used to kiss perfume. 
Yes. We smelled awful. Oh but my God. Hey, the boy was giving you <laughs> perfume and puree biscuit and like a fake, you know, like the plastic rose. Yeah. He was into you. Oh, yes. So, you know, yes, you yes. It for all you could. And then know, they, they, they always sprayed, they sprayed that yes. rose with perfume. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Was like spray, I know, and a card. Yes. They always sprayed that rose with perfume. And then they said, oh my God. You and know? then write a poem, you know, roses are red. I know. But oh that, that, the violets are blue. Oh my God. Um, something, something, I'm in love with you. And I'm like, oh, it's so sweet. And then, you know, you, you know, we'll kind of laugh about it with our friends. I or, know. You know. Do you know you, what? You, you know, I actually I actually yeah. have a confession to make, right? Yeah. Like I actually have a little box of all my high school letters and cards. I still have them till today. I don't oh, know wow. I don't know why I brought those when I was coming <laughs> to America, but I have them somewhere in a oh closet or in the attic or somewhere. I still yeah. have all of those. Sometimes I go wow. back and I read those letters and I'm like, what the heck were we thinking? Yeah. And then you That's, see like back the then we, we were not dead back then. I That's, know. It you. And then we, yes. were, we were kind of like very influenced by the Western culture. That's when we started really yeah. getting that exposure. You know, I mean, yeah. I had my first cell phone when I was 13. So that was around the era oh, when wow. cell phones was, mm-hmm. just came, you know, mm-hmm. and you had, you know, a lot, a lot of times when we went out on like an outing or an exit which is basically permission mm-hmm. for you to go out for something you know I will go to my friends and I we'll, we're gonna go to like online we're gonna go to AZ lyrics and print out lyrics to songs and then like watch <laughs> videos and then it's like you wow. see the way we try to write cards and notes and letters and we're using like the American slang in, in the way. oh my yes. god and I was just like oh my god this is so cheesy and corny <laughs> I know that's, that's amazing like you had a very different experience from me right because you Came into Form 1, what, 2000? No, I, I went to Form 1, I think 90, is it 98 or 99? I forgot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, that wow. was like... You the, had a like, when you were 13. Okay. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, know. We, we would listen to songs on cassette. And, yes. you know, and then you stop it, you know, and rewind. Robot, oh, yeah, I did legal, that too. <laughs> right, and then you would rewind it and then listen. And, you know, it, it was speaking with an American accent. I mean, they were speaking with an American accent. So we would do our best to figure out what they were saying. Yes. I had a songbook. Yes, and most I of the did. The were wrong. So what oh my I came gosh. To and then <laughs> I got a cousin and I'm like, Oh my, we'll be singing this song wrong, wrong. all our lives. You life. know what? You know, you know what? You know what, Sharon? Actually, right? There's this specific song that I have never, ever succeeded to get it right. Even when I know the lyrics, yeah. even when I see the lyrics because of how I got it wrong when I was listening to it on, in the radio and stopping. This in, Incomplete by Cisco. That song, like that, that the, the Unleash the Dragon album, actually, yes, that specific oh God, album, I, that album, I used to, yes. I, I would stop, rewind, stop, rewind, and just write whatever I, whatever you thought I, I heard. Yeah. So <laughs> I swear, incomplete, even Unleash the Dragon, honestly, yeah. I still cannot get the lyrics right. Like when I start singing it by myself, like without even reading the lyrics, I still go back to when I, 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 I what I thought it was, you know, which is so, yeah. so, so funny. Oh my God. Uh, this is so yeah, interesting. Yeah, boarding school was amazing. It, it really was. I you know. know. And, it you really know, was. Just sitting in the dorm with your friends, you know, just talking about nothing. I know. You know, I know. Um, one of the memories I have too is, um, I don't know if you guys had Kosh Kosh. I know. Oh my God. Basically, AKA Boogie Monster. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was walked. And it was in every boarding school, not just in PSS Mancon, right? Oh yeah. There was, and and people would say, you know, it was a, like half man, half horse. Oh my God. There was a woman in white. 
And I remember sometimes we'll get so scared that we would like push the bed together. Yes. And then yes. everyone would like sleep, like holding each other, you know, like body to body because yes. everyone was scared to sleep alone in their twin size bed. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, you know, the boys, you know, the boys always be like, you know, girls, you know, the girls are always making stuff up. We're scared. And I remember one time coach coach went to the boys dorms and every boy who didn't know where their Bible was when I found their Bible and they will hold their Bible close to their chest. Oh my God. Walking to prep, walking back to the dorm because Coach Coach was now in the boys' dorm. They, you know, they stopped laughing at us because they knew it was believable. But Oh my God. Um, yeah, that was that was yeah. so funny. I mean, yeah. when I look back at how innocent we were, how gullible yeah. we were, yeah. you know, and then I look now, I'm just like, oh my God, times have changed. People's minds like are, we were so church. innocent. Yeah. People's minds are so toxic yeah. now. I yeah. don't even like, Imagine the whole aspect of us, like, first of all, in the dormitories, like you didn't have like separate rooms like they do have here. Like it was just right. one, one big hall, hall like a, with like uh, 15 or mm-hmm. 20 or 30 people living in one hall and you had yes. bunk beds. So people sleeping yes. up and down. We shower in the same bathroom all together. Yep. Yeah. No covers in the bathroom. Everybody sees you butt naked. We do everything together, Together. you know? So, but now it's like kind of weird. I I don't even know how, how they're doing it now, you know, because I mean, a lot of, I mean, with social media and everything, a lot of minds are toxic, you know, and, and I don't even know, honestly, I I would wish to be in a boarding school at this point in my life. I would not (laughs) want to send my kids to boarding school the same to PSS Manco now. Uh, Oh, yeah. Times have changed. I mean, we were very, very selfish, you know. Yeah. We were very, there was no social media. Yeah. I mean, we believed everything. I mean, this, this generation is the why. Yeah. Generation. We were the yes generation. Yes, we, we were the yes. Told. That's very true. We question never questioned. Now they're like, why? Yes. My seven year old, why mommy? Yes. Why? Yes, that's, that's very true. I don't true. want to do it. Yeah, yeah that's so very true. I can't even imagine what it would be like for our children, for us to be in boarding school. Yeah. In this time. Yeah. You know, and you know, um, back then, even our parents would give teachers so much authority to discipline us yeah. and beat us. But I'm sure like if any teacher wants to discipline someone's kid and discipline is even subjective because some people yeah. take it to an extreme, which is not even yeah. right. You know, yeah. so I mean, everything is everybody's just so sensitive and things are very questionable. Things yeah. that, you know, it's it's hard. You, everyone just treading lightly and stuff like that. It's yeah. so hard to even know what's right and what's wrong, you know. So, right. yeah. Yeah, it's it's right. it's interesting. I'd actually love to talk to someone who's in boarding school now back home to see yeah. how it goes, to see how, how they're doing. Is. But yeah. yeah, but I I don't think I will be envious I'm, of that. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, the, the the last memory I'd like to share, Annual, if, if time permits, is um, mm-hmm. you know, I left PSS Malcolm after form four. Yeah, and the highlight of your boarding school career is form five. Yes, until today. If I could go back and do it over, I would have stayed for from five. five. But yes, unfortunately, that's true. I was living with my uncle at the time who raised me, uh-huh. and he was a diplomat. Yes, and um, he was, he got you know marching orders. He was transferred to the U.S. Yes, so it was bittersweet because of course at fourteen everybody wants to come to America. That's yes. a dream. Yes, but at the same time, I'm like, my God, I'm you know I've been in boarding school for four years. Finally, we have the power. We're going to be the upper classmen. Yes, Everyone's I know. And then I had to leave. You had to leave. You know, oh my God, that must be painful. Of course, you know, like the, the summer before Form 5, 
where you know you're the I mean I was a dormitory captain in form four yeah you know, so you had to be the dormitory captain, captain in form five yeah but I, that was just a taste mm-hmm. so we're all looking forward to our final year where you know you run the school yeah you tell others what to do you do whatever you want yes you know but I never got to experience Aww. that but you know and I, I used to dream about it I still do sometimes I'm like how would that have been yeah you know so I, I get nostalgic yeah about the, you know that I missed out but and then, you know, I came to America when I was 14 in 1998. Yeah. I didn't have any Cameroonian friends. Friends, yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I, that was I, a I, huge I, culture shock as well. Yeah, that was a big culture shock. You know, I would dream about, you know, my experiences back home and yeah. what it would have been like. And I used to send magazines to my friends. I always kept in touch with my classmates. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't like till the early 2000s, mid 2000s, that many of my classmates started coming to mm-hmm. the U.S. and mm-hmm. I befriended other Cameroonians who coincidentally went to a lady of Lord, mm-hmm. you know, but just always puts a smile on my face when I think about my boarding school. Yes. Boy, coaching, I was always a rebel. <laughs> I was very mischievous. I used to work punishment every Saturday. I remember there would be Saturdays where they would declare outing. Right. My sister would go home. And you'd be working punishment. punishment. <laughs> for stealing pepe. Oh I mean, my for God. silly things, right? Oh you know, uh, uh, harvest, remember, everything you did in the was a crime. Right, right. We trees. We're not allowed to pluck fruit from the fruit tree. From the tree, yeah, that's true. I was always the one climbing the tree. It was like, Sharon, go left, go right. With a stick, <laughs> I'm feeding down the mango. That was what I did. We're right or unright. That was me. I was oh the one my gosh. down the guava. <laughs> I was the one boycotting prep. You oh. know, I was the one making noise. Mm. <laughs> I was the one, and, and I was in the choir. I was, I belonged to every group. Right. As long as it would allow me to go out of school. Some Sundays I was Catholic because the Catholic got a 10 max, mm-hmm. you know. Some Sundays, you know, I would be in the YP because YP had a rally somewhere. <laughs> and the YP is Presbyterian. Town. So it's like you're yes, Catholic this Sunday, you're Presbyterian yes. this <laughs> Whatever was convenient. I had my black and white white uniform, okay? Oh, while my going gosh. To, while going out of town, I'm there. You oh know, whatever. It's so, and I'll be one holding the cross, matching, you know, pro, during procession, right? Uh-huh, yeah. At the beginning of church service or at the end, I'm holding by the biggest crime. Oh, 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 back then, we say you're a criminal. Oh, you my know, gosh. I was a rebel. You know, I didn't really care much about And I'm still kind of like that today, but I don't really care much about what people thought of me. Yeah. I but completely against the status quo. Right. Um, and and, and that, that's what I was strict. actually going to say that I was yeah. talking to a friend the other day and I was like, the people, if you notice the people that were considered rebels back then, rebels yeah. in quotes, by the way, yeah. those are people that actually know what they want and they did not yeah. go with the status quo. Like they actually, if you right. look at them today, they have their, they know what they want, you know, <laughs> like they're, they're very assertive towards your journey yeah. and your purpose. And that's just oh, because yeah. back in boarding school, everybody wants to be safe everybody wants to right. you know to, yeah to be the good kid and I, I'll confess I'll confess actually I was a good kid you know actually the first time I ever I've worked since when I was in boarding school like for the seven years I worked punishment once and that was when I was in lower wow. seat yeah that was when I was in lower seat oh and that's God, just because girl. you know you know the genemang we call it genemang but yeah. it's a kind of hazing when you're coming to a first yeah. class in yeah. like you know lower seat and in high school that's the freshman in high school they kind of just give you trouble and they, they're just looking for ways to punish you and that's the yes. only time that I work punishment but right. you know everybody wants to be so safe to the point that sometimes mm-hmm. it even compromises their experience because now you have yes. all these fun stories to tell and I'm just like oh yeah mm-hmm. boring me Girl, <laughs> you know back and from one I'm like what are you going to do my sister is your classmate I mean I would say that to people oh my so goodness like, fetch me water I'm like do it yourself oh. you know I would 
I was and I was considered rude. So oh then my you imagine, you know, my sister, the girls in form four who were one class behind my sister were planning to deal with me when oh my, my, sister, my sister was graduating to leave. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for them, my cousin, Your was, cousin class, was coming. She always protected me. Uh-huh. You, know, sometimes, you know, by the time you get to form three, you have rights. Right. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not the youngest in, in the school. You're not the oldest. You kind yes. of know your way around. Yes. So they couldn't do much. But yes. Wow. I, it's an amazing experience. I it mean, really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Sharon. Just right before you go, I wanted to just give you a spotlight to talk about your business because I know you recently launched your business and um, you're all about financial literacy. So can you yes. just share to our listeners a little bit about your business? Absolutely. So I have been a retirement consultant for 17 years. I specialize in helping people better plan for retirement. That's what I do nine to five. Mm-hmm. But about four months ago, I became an insurance broker. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that I have access to about 27 companies that where I can shop around for the best policies for my clients. Mm-hmm. So whether you need health insurance, life insurance, annuities, long-term care, I mean, name it all, mm-hmm. right? I can do that for you. I'm the type of person who will sit down, listen to your needs, and then find the product that best feeds your needs. Mm-hmm. fits your needs and of course is affordable mm-hmm. so definitely hit me up my my number is 240-535-6870 yes. I think I'm very easy to speak to yes I'm just very passionate about that our community needs this so bad they do you know, they we have do. a lot of rich people who are financially poor yes right because they don't know what to do with your assets. They don't know how to best invest your assets. Yes. We have to learn to work smarter, yes. not harder. And that's that's my uh, my goal yes. is to help folks save up so they can retire comfortably, save for their children's college savings, plan vacation, whatever it is that your heart's desire. I'm here right, right, right. Thank you so much for sharing. And I will get your contact information and put in our show notes so that anybody who wants to reach out to you can definitely reach out. But I really appreciate all of the stories that you guys shared with me today. Like, I, I, this is such an interesting <laughs> episode. I had such a ball and I really appreciate you taking that time to just talk oh, and reminisce welcome. about your, you know, your life in boarding school. And hopefully we can do this again with you and with other people. Absolutely. Like, I want to start this as yeah. a series but i'm still thinking about it but this has been such a refreshing conversation and i hope to have that again but thank you so much and i'll catch you on the next episode thank you and have a good night that's it for today thank you for listening to our show if you want to participate in the show or find out more helpful resources then visit www.livingafricanpodcast.com for more information or email us at hello at livingafricanpodcast.com also don't forget to connect with us on all social media platforms at living african podcast you can also connect with anyo directly on facebook or instagram at Anyo Fombard. Thanks again for listening and let's not forget to be more understanding and nicer to one another.